Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. to be back with you folks and as we move on through the book of psalms we're on psalm 95 today we're going to bite off this whole psalm we're still honored to have pastor josh crockett with us and uh, my dear friend stephanie wesco and uh, as we go into psalm 95 so our segment our segment you might be right with god if and we had such a good one yesterday from behind the scenes but here's another one i think that's okay and uh, you might be right with god if you try every day to learn a new lesson from God's Word, every mm-hmm. single day mm-hmm. you try to find a lesson from God's Word, you're out there studying God's Word, you're in your devotions, whatever the case may be. But, you know, don't be a block checker. I was a block checker yep. for many years reading my Bible. I'd go out and look at my little card. You know, you'd pick it up at Sword of the Lord or at church. or you, You've all seen them. There's a hundred different people who print out those cards, and every church has their own version of it. And you should do that. But I got to the point where I would say, okay, I just read Genesis 1 through 6. I'm good for today, and I'd put a check mark there. But I'd walk away and literally have nothing with me from Genesis chapter 1 through 6. I mean, it would just just be a check-in-the-block experience. So you might be right with God if it's more than a check-in-the-block experience and you're looking for a precept or something great to walk away with. Mm -hmm. And then uh, food that's right with God. So we got a new barbecue place off of Pelham Road. And uh, it's called SBH. It's really a pickup barbecue place. You pull in and you pick up the barbecue. And the barbecue is right with God. But here's the problem. The guy's kind of a barbecue Nazi. I'm not going to lie. He's the type of guy that you have to order. You have to move down the counter as quickly as possible and make room for the next guy. And you can't say anything negative. Like right before, I went there to get ribs a couple weeks ago. And he had just dropped the sign that said, out of ribs. And I looked at him and I said, man, I'm disappointed you out of ribs. He said, well, get over it. What do you want? <laughs> uh, but he knows his food is that good where I just have to put up with it. You know, so SBH barbecue on Pelham Road is right with God. I just want to say that. And, and have you been there, Pastor? I haven't yet. Now, now I'm oh. wanting to go this afternoon. Have well, to- you, you have to order ahead of time. If, you're, if you want the big family meal, Okay. you have to order it ahead of time, like in the morning, because you'll go in there, they'll be out of ribs, they'll be doing substitute. But even their pork medallion that they substitute for a lot of things, those things, they melt in you. They bring a tear. Just thinking about this is making me cry a little bit. <laughs> I mean, that's how good the food is. Wow. So, wow. so that's food that's right with and God. We, yeah. For, make that a stop. When we're there. Yeah. So, and, and we're going to talk more about this. I think we may take our last podcast with Pastor Crockett tomorrow and just talk about what we're going to be doing as far as recording and things of that nature goes. I think we really want to talk about that. Maybe just do a few verses. So you want to make sure you come on tomorrow and hear about that. But here we are on Psalm number 95, but just answering what Stephanie's saying, she is coming out to Greenville. Pastor Crockett is kind enough to 
allow us to use his facilities uh, to do some recording and to do some things like that. So the month of July is going to be a really great, profitable time, we hope, for the ministry. Pray for us that would bring honor and glory to God through these recordings and get some stuff out to you folks as quickly as we can. So in Psalm 95, O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. I like singing to the Lord, Stephanie, and, and but mm. I'm, I'm not going any further than that with you and Liberty there. But let us come before I, his I'm presence. <laughs> I'm sorry, what's that? So, shocked. So I was all geared up to take it. <laughs> so this is kind of a... Uh, a private joke that a couple thousand people listen to us know about. So Stephanie and Liberty, uh, my dear friends, laughed at me when they heard me singing. So once in a while, you'll hear me do something like a talk about that. But I am going to sing very well in heaven. I'm going to sing as well as anybody up in heaven. I want you to know that. Uh, I, I believe God's going to make me a tenor of the highest order. And uh, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. And make a joyful noise on the hymn with some, even even a bass with of the, you know, daddy sang bass, <laughs> mama sang tenor. Anyway, for the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In His hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is His also. The sea is His, and He made it. In His hands form the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the provoca uh, provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my work, forty years long, was I grieved with this generation and said, it is a people that do err in their heart and they have not known my ways unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Stephanie, as always, we went through those verses and there's a lot going on. I, I like the yeah. idea of coming and singing and making these joyful noise to the rock. I, I like a lot what's going on here, but what, what are you thinking? It's, it's it's exciting. It, this is almost to me like a call to worship, and um, just uh, was it David that wrote this psalm? I don't have a commentary in front of me. I'm just going with my Bible. But um, whoever this was, it was you know that call to worship, a call to praise, and I think it's important when I look at verse um, verse two. The first thing that it says to, is to we're supposed to come with, to him with thanksgiving. Yeah. And that's the first thing that's mentioned. And I think that's very powerful because very often um, we either are, are stuck on coming before the Lord with requests or coming before the Lord with um, whatever else is on our minds. But the whole thing of first and foremost coming before him with thanksgiving and Psalm, I think Psalm 100 references that as well um, of coming into his courts with thanksgiving and just we have so much to be thankful for and to come before him and you know at that point when our heart is set on thanking God it doesn't matter it's a joyful noise you know it's just that idea of however best you're expressing your gratefulness to God um, it's just 
I don't know. There's always going to be joy attached to it because <laughs> we're talking about how good our God is to us. And that's just a beautiful thing to me as I meditate on those first um, first six verses. And I think verse six is powerful because at the same time we're worshiping him, it, it draws us to our knees in humility in realizing that we are nothing compared to him. And it, I think true worship of our God will drive us to our knees. True worship will, won't leave us just feeling good about ourselves. It'll leave us in a state of, I'm absolutely nothing apart from you. And it's just an exciting thing how that works when we're, when we're praising and glorifying the Lord. It doesn't leave us feeling good about ourselves. It leaves us in a state of how good my God is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and Pastor, adding to that, thinking about the psalm, uh, what came to mind with you? Yeah, I, I think it is interesting as we come into these coronation psalms, 95 through 100, and we see this the exuberance of worship. We know that we can come into God's presence different ways because in Psalm 62 and Psalm 65 both start with coming in silence into the presence of God, and that's often an appropriate way for us to come into his presence, or Psalm 56 talks about coming with tears in our eyes. Uh, but but this does, it is befitting when it says in verse 3, for the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. That is worthy of making a joyful noise that you see in verse 2 and again in verse 1 that, that there is um, this idea of, hey, the king's coming in the room. We make a joyful noise, and I'm sure... Brother Carragher, you'd have a lot of experiences like this, but I remember uh, in the summer of 1999, I was serving as an intern in Washington, D.C., and I would give tours of the Capitol building to people from back home who from our district who wanted a tour. And, and one day I'm walking through the rotunda, and I see this group of tall men uh, walking on one of the hallways to- toward me, and I turn and there's all these secret service and then an even taller white-haired gentleman between them and that's bill clinton the president and we just kind of looked and you know everybody made way he was going to give rosa parks the congressional medal of honor and a couple weeks later the governor of texas who everyone thought at that time was a shoe-in for president and uh, ended up being a little closer for george w bush with al gore in the 2000 election but he was testifying and in the Senate. And so another sneaky intern and I, we turned our intern badges around and tried to act like we were press so that we could get George W. Bush to sign a, a copy of uh, Time Magazine or something that he was on the cover of. And there, there is this sense of when the president comes, there's pomp, there's circumstance. In the same way, when we think mm-hmm. about coming into the presence of God, there should be an excitement and exuberance that comes out of our mouths that causes us to to sing and to worship because this is the great god this is the great king above all gods mm. yeah yeah and and i think sorry about that little beep one of the one of the challenges we deal with is the phone in which uh stephanie comes in on i thought that was for long-winded pastors that there's a little oh no you, you weren't. That, <laughs> no that was that was pretty good and and uh no, but I, I will tell you, uh, I think one of the coolest things uh, about being in Washington and meeting the presidents and stuff is when they played Hail to the Chief, when we'd go out mm-hmm. and do things, everybody would stand up. And you could see the first time you meet a president, 
I mean, it's just a cool, cool thing. And, and no matter what president it is, so if you can meet Bush and then meet Clinton and, and so on, every time it's really cool. And then it gets kind of old when you're working there or something. But I would always look around at the faces of people whenever I got to travel somewhere and I'd see the president come out and they'd play Hail to the Chief. And people, I mean, the kids would just automatically get quiet. I mean, parents would be scolding for the three minutes before the president came out. You know, you just be <laughs> quiet here. This is the president of the United States. But how much higher is our God? Uh, I mean, you know, in this whole room we're sitting in right now, uh, you know, one spot doesn't represent the majesty of a president. It would take this whole universe uh, from that one spot Uh you know, and we still want to represent the worship that God deserves. And I look forward to that day uh, that we sing Amazing Grace or the King is coming. I don't know, but something great is coming out of that. And uh, I look forward to that day. And that's a good way to look mm-hmm. at it that, hey, you know, there's coming a time uh, where, where we're going to stand with God. And, and, and I like what you were talking about. You know, the beginning of that, those first five verses are talking about let's come and let's praise God. Uh, let's bow down, as Stephanie said there in verse number six, and worship God. And uh, what a wonderful thing to do. I know this. Whenever I pray and worship God and bow down, uh, when I stand up, uh, I've never felt better. You know, I always feel renewed. It's like a, it's not a rush of adrenaline. It's better than that. It's a rush of Holy Spirit God uh, being at one with my body. When I stand, you know, when there's a tough situation, I find myself sometimes praying and, and somehow God makes sense of these things. The Holy Spirit uh, edits my life a little bit. And so we always remember, we always tell you, remember reading the word of God is listening to God. Praying and getting on our knees is talking to God. And, and you need both levels of that interpersonal communication with God. And, and you're not going to get that communication just praying at supper time or praying at lunch or, or breakfast. You're, you're not going to get that level of communication going to church uh, even though all those things are very important and and and, and need to be done, uh, we seek uh, God. We get that level of communication by bowing down and worshiping Him. And then, then when we go from the end of seven through eleven, uh, this kind of cool thing goes on. It starts talking about hearing God and obeying God. And uh, today, if you will hear His voice, harden not your heart, as in the provocation. And as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my work, uh, hearted me not that. And, and 40 years long, you know, so this guy is wandering around for 40 years in the wilderness. The psalmist, and we don't know who the psalmist is, and, and uh, it says, I grieved with this generation and said, it is a people that do err in their heart and that have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they shall not enter into my rest. And so, you know, I'm thinking that as we look at that, we have a requirement to hear and obey God. That's a requirement. That's where we are. That's where we live. That's the area code we're supposed to be in. That's the zip code in which we're supposed to be living is hearing and obeying God. And I think in my life, if I look back at this, I was reading this last night and then quickly again this morning. I did look at it a little bit last night, and this particular psalm stood out to me, especially after coming out of uh, 93 and 94, but it stood out to me as a worship song. But what stood out to me was this, that those times in my life where I had the hardest times since my Christian walk has begun, are those times in my life where I, I wasn't bowing down and worshiping God. I wasn't obeying his word. I was kind of sort of letting it 
I don't know, I was a kind of sort of Christian. You know, this sounds good to me. I'll do this portion of it. I'll look good. You know, I know where, you know, the Christian radio stations to talk about. I, I know the podcast to say I listen to. I, I, you know, I know the right things to say at church. And, you know, on bragamony, uh, Thanksgiving, when people do bragamonies, you know, I, if they call on me, I know the right things to say. But truth be said, into my sadness, and, and I think this is kind of what this psalm does to me or how it affects me, truth be said, I wasn't bowing down and worshiping God the way I should. And maybe I'm not today, but it's something I have to work at every single day. And, uh, and, and I think, you know, as a pastor, is this something you have to work at? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think this, you get to, to verse 8, which is actually then quoted in Hebrews 3 and 4 and applied to the church today, that it's so easy for us to harden our hearts and in this emphasis that now, you know, respond, this is the day that you need to respond to God's word. And, and I understand as a, a pastor, um, I'm a pastor teacher and, and I'm teaching God's word as well. But if, if my people go home with full notebooks and empty hearts, I haven't done my, yeah. my job. And uh, ultimately, it's the Holy Spirit that works, but, but we are supposed to respond to God's word today when we hear it, not when we go back and, and listen to the podcast again, but, but right now, as you're listening to the podcast, as you are listening in the moment to your, your pastor preaching the word, that is the opportunity the Holy Spirit's giving you to respond. Don't, don't harden your heart and think, well, maybe I'll be you know, more receptive later. Uh, today's the day of salvation. This is the, our opportunity to respond to God's word. And as a pastor, as uh, a man in ministry or a woman in ministry, I know all three of us will tell you we have to do this on a daily basis. We have to submit our hearts to yeah. God's word uh, because it's so tempting to harden and, and take the selfish route instead of God's route. And, and, and that's so true. And I think, Stephanie, you know, taking this a step further for us, I mean, you're trying to, uh, you're training eight kids. I mean, every night you're having your devotion time. You're having, and this is something Stephanie does. She's very faithful at this. And, and how do you communicate bowing down in worship? How do you communicate uh, a relationship with God with your children? Mm. Wow. That's a large question right there. Yeah. Um, well, there has to be, you know, a personal, I have to make sure I take that time myself and um, I don't want my kids to see me. I don't want them to, when they are older, say mom was a good mom. Yeah. I, we saw Jesus. And so that constant coming back to Lord, push me aside. And um, I, I keep praying that and I keep staying sick physically. So I don't know, maybe that's how God's doing that partly is keeping me sick. So I have to stay very dependent on him a lot of the time, but just constantly coming back to Lord, I failed. I have failed at the responsibility you've given me to raise these children, to serve you. If I just train them to have good character, but I don't train them, they don't see Jesus. You know, I can't train them to love the Lord. That's something I cannot train them to do. Yeah. I lead by example. I can, hound them. If, you know, if I was in my flesh, I could hound them constantly. And 
coming back to know the best, the best way that they will want to know Jesus is if they see Jesus being reflected, if they see his love, his joy, his peace, his long suffering, his gentleness, his goodness, his meekness. And, you know, we do a lot of singing together. We do a lot of prayer times together as a family and just constantly coming to the Lord saying, I can't do this, God. And I don't want my children to be good little robots. I, my goal is not for them to um, be, you know, for people to say, oh, they, they act just like you. No, I don't want them to be robots of me. I want them to be whoever Jesus Christ has created them to be in his perfect will for each of their lives. And um, for my kids, I think a powerful thing that I constantly have to come back to is, are my children, you know, when I read the end of this Psalm, it's very challenging to me because verse 10, it's like God is saying, I was grieved. This generation grieved me for 40 years. And we know that story um, when the, when the spies came back and all said, no, take the land. And there was severe consequences for 40 years because faithlessness and it challenges me. I'm affecting the next generation. I'm affecting my children by my choice to trust God or not. So that's a huge question um, because it involves so many aspects of life. Coming back to, to are their hearts being reached by Jesus Christ? Their hearts don't need reached by me. Their hearts need reached by the love of Christ. And that's, that's a challenge I deal with every day. And it's a, it's a great challenge to have. And I just testifying on behalf of what Stephanie's doing with her kids, many are called to the ministry. They're, they're good kids, uh, some of my favorite people on earth. But, hey, folks, what an honor to be with you. So take the time this week. Take the time to, uh, to practice this, uh, to get down and worship God, to pray, to, uh, you know, to lift God up and to put him in a high place in your life. Put him in the most high place in your life. And as Pastor spoke about when the president comes in, hail to the chief, people getting out of the way. We used to bang up against the wall when we'd be in the same area of the president. Our, our, our requirement was to put our backs up against the wall and not say anything to him. Uh, when we were walking through the White House or something, and the president came by. Um, the good news was uh, Bill Clinton just couldn't walk by me without giving me a hard time. So I got to talk to him quite a bit, uh, even though I would have much preferred talking to like Ronald Reagan or George H.W. Bush or something. But listen, we love you folks. Take this time to study and get right with God and make sure you come back for tomorrow's podcast. We're going to be talking about training we're going to be doing and some things we're going to be recording for you. It's exciting. You want to be part of it. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. 
For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.